G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Alex Cook, our special guest, our Ask Alex segment. Hello, Alex. Welcome back to 2020. Hey, Neil. Great to be with you again. Alex, uh, the increase in housing prices, real (laughs) consternation in the community for so many. Uh, First home buyers feeling the pressure, the age-old question, Rent versus buying. Uh, where do we start with this one? <laughs> well, look, firstly, I do want to acknowledge the, the pressure people feel. You know, we have a mortgage-breaking arm to what we do. And when I talk to people, you just get this real sense of frustration. I mean, they see, I think they're saying statistically the average house in Sydney at the moment is going up at $1,600 per day. <laughs> wow. Now, no one can save $1,600 per day. Not, no, no, no one I know anyway. Yeah. And so obviously that means that as it goes up, you know, more and more people feel priced out of it. In fact, I think there was a, an article in yesterday's paper saying that basically anyone under age 35 now is almost priced out of it. And of course, what's starting to happen now is investors are coming back into the market because interest rates are so low. And then that pushes first home buyers even further out. So there's this huge, if you like, social pressure, I think, that people have on owning a home. Uh, but the, the big question is, though, I think, as you say, and the topic is rent versus buy, is really, is it always good to buy? As in, is it always better to buy than, say, rent? And I have a simple answer to this, and that is that in the long run, I think it's very practical that everyone owns their own home in the long run. And by that, I mean that by the age of sort of 65, 70, you do want to own your own home outright because of all sorts of practical reasons, such as around retirement, your health, and so forth. However, in the short term, it is not always the best way to go. And what in talking to real estate agents and buyers agents and people like that at the moment, there seems to be just a total, the market is really irrational. Uh, People are going to banks buying the absolute maximum they can uh, and then going and spending the maximum. Uh, That's not rational. They're not buying it based on sort of sound fundamentals. Uh, They're really, in many cases, buying out of fear. And there's a huge fear of missing out. And I think that's a real danger for us as Christians. We should never be fearful. Uh, we should always be trusting in God's provision uh, for our, our lives um, and so forth. So I think as a believer, we really need to step back and say, hang on a minute, is what going on, is it rational? Is it sustainable? Uh, and what does God say? What does God think I should be doing here? Um, and, and really step back and, and think it through very carefully because the, the danger here, and there's a real danger is that you get sucked into it and you take on a huge debt that is very difficult to repay if interest rates were to rise. Uh, I have grave concerns about what central banks have done around the world in terms of lowering rates to basically zero uh, and that the long-term implications of that is a very uh, debt-saturated Western society uh, and many people, I believe, run the risk of being enslaved 
if rates rise, which they inevitably will. It's really just a question of when. So it's a very important question to ask, should I rent or buy? It's very important. Well, when we talk about people being tempted to borrow the maximum that we're able and that creating an issue for the long term, uh, for a lot of people though, Alex, borrowing the maximum we are able might be the minimum necessary to get into the market. There's challenges there, isn't there? Because uh, for those people who are on that level of income where their uh, maximum borrowings are just going to get them across the line and into the market, they're the ones who perhaps, is there any particular higher risk there? It is, and to be honest, that's probably the most common area, I think, of the first home market. People on that sort of similar sort of income, similar rent level that they're currently paying, uh, and they're the ones that are most vulnerable. Um, And to me, the issue here is about creating buffers for yourself. So if you're going to buy, which, you know, ultimately, as I say, in the long term, I think it's practical to do so. But in the short term, you need to have a few of your ducks lined up. And one of those is having sufficient reserves to fall back on if certain things happen. So for example, you lose your job, you also need a buffer in how much you borrow. So I typically say to people that your mortgage repayments should never be more than 30% of your income. Because if they are, then what happens is rates may rise uh, and job changes may happen or, you know, children come along, all these kind of things, and all of a sudden, you're no longer got anything left over. There's no reserves, there's no backup. Uh, And of course, as Christians, we're called to live generously. So we should never be enslaved, in my view, uh, to the world system. We need to still be able to give faithfully uh, to our church uh, and to ministries that God puts on our heart. And if your debt is so high that you cannot honour those uh, commitments, then I think you're putting yourself into a vulnerable position that is avoidable. Um, You know, renting in Australia, yes, it has been rising, particularly recently, but for the most part, renting gives you enormous flexibility in terms of choices and so forth. Um, And you're not enslaved. You can always move, you can downsize very easily and so forth. Now, I appreciate all the inconvenience issues that people often say, you know, I hate moving and all that kind of stuff but it does give you a bit more flexibility and it means you're not enslaved to a financial institution. Well, there is this word you are using frequently in this conversation, Alex, and this, I imagine, is where we bring a biblical focus in here, some biblical wisdom to the way we think about the borrowings that we have. Uh, You're using this word slavery and uh, we don't want to be slave to the lender. Uh, For some people, though, our Aussie culture says, well, hey, isn't this something that my parents and my grandparents have always had? They've had a home, a quarter acre block, two cars on the driveway, and uh, I want to be like that too. But uh, is there a sense here in which if you apply some biblical wisdom, the idea of being a slave is an unpleasant position to be in, whereas freedom, which is the opposite to that, uh, may actually uh, give you a better life. What are your thoughts here? Yeah, look, it's a great question. Um, I think many, and I talk to you know that, that sort of sixty, you know, sixty-year-old generation, and, and naturally they tell their kids, "Hey, take out a loan, usually a big loan, and get into the market and just you know 
pay it off. And, and that's, a, a, you know, very much an Australian cultural thing. And historically, it's made a huge amount of sense. I mean, house prices have generally gone up. Uh, and, you know, you build up equity in an asset. So there has, there's, a, I guess, a, a common sense element to it. But there are some big differences between now and 30 years ago. Uh, one of the, the big differences uh, is very simply that you've now gone from a a culture of mostly single income households to now double income households. So that's a big cultural change that's occurred. Uh, you used to, when you went to a bank, you would uh, have to borrow no more than 80%. Now you can go to a bank and borrow 95%. Uh, and of course, probably the biggest change is because house prices are so expensive in Australia. Uh, historically, when you went and bought a house, they were usually on three times household income. Today, if you're trying to buy a house in Sydney and Melbourne, you're looking at more like seven or eight times income. So they're hugely, hugely uh, overpriced and much more expensive than they have been historically. So where the biblical element, I think, then comes in is, is this issue of understanding that we live in a spiritual world, not just a physical world, and that the devil comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And one of the ways that he can get to us uh, is through our finances. And that happens in all sorts of ways. You know, we can idolize money. Uh, we can, you know, you know, we fall in love with it, etc. So there's all sorts of ways the devil can use money against you. Uh, however, the big issue, I think, when it comes to borrowing to buy a house and so forth, uh, is simply the fact that people buy often on emotion as opposed to doing their homework and doing their numbers. And therefore, there's a natural tendency to borrow too much money and to overdo it rather than starting small and working your way up. And therefore, I think the big risk when interest rates are at levels never seen before in this country's history is that at some point they will rise. And here's the question. if you Could you afford to pay off your mortgage if your mortgage rate was... Uh, was at 5% because you could borrow today at 2.5% but could you afford it at 5% which is double where it is today so the interest bill would be double. If you couldn't afford to do that then there's a risk that you'd be enslaved at that level and 5% is very low historically. I mean anyone who's listening who had a home loan in 1990 will tell you they'll probably paying 17% on their home loan. So once this turns around it could get very ugly for a lot of Australians. Let's talk, Alex, about where God fits into making these sorts of financial decisions because, uh, you know, there might be wisdom in a multitude of counsellors and perhaps all of those counsellors might not all be uh, those people from your local church. They could be professional people that you engage to uh, help you to understand where you're at. Where do you see uh, God fitting in? Uh, is there a spiritual dimension here that can happen in the prayer closet? What are your thoughts here? Absolutely. Look, I say to people, you want to involve God in all your financial decisions. So to me, uh, if, you know, if, if you're listening to this and you're married, you should sit down with your spouse and, and pray through this and really ask for God's wisdom. You know, In the book of James, it talks about how you get wisdom, and you get wisdom by asking God for it. Uh, and so I would encourage people, if you're going to enter into a large transaction like this, you want to make sure that you feel very comfortable with it and that God, you feel that God is, is in that decision. Uh, and the only way to do that, of course, is to spend time with him and to literally ask the question, God, you know, what should we be doing in this situation? 
situation do you believe uh, that we should be we should be buying now and that applies to specific properties i mean i had a situation uh, last week where a client was looking at buying a home and land package and they had some reservations about it and then after prayer they in the end they decided not to do it so very important to include god in your decision making and, and really uh I always encourage Christians to learn what the Word of God says about money because when you understand it, you'll be a lot more cautious because you'll act as a steward. You'll you'll treat it as God's money. Uh, And also, you'll make sure that you don't allow your identity uh, to get caught up in home ownership. You know, for many Australians, it's an identity issue, the kind of house they have, uh, the, you know, the kind of school their kids go to. We often allow worldliness to creep into our life, and that's why God has to be so central to the way we manage our money and how we think about it, and, and making sure that we are always aligned with God's, you know, God on it, and that we are getting our identity through Him and not through, you know, what we have and so forth. There's no shame in renting. No one, no one listening to this should feel any shame from renting. Now, for those who might be more determined to get into the housing market, it is going to take a level of courage too, no doubt, uh, because oftentimes there's all sorts of pressures. Uh, There's peer pressures, there's family pressures, uh, there's even offers of family members to help out. But there is a process that you go through, and sometimes it's a lengthy process, just getting the finance organised and finding the right house to buy. Uh, Let's talk about this courage issue for a few moments here because uh, sometimes you could just sit back and relax and miss the whole opportunity that may be there if it's time for you, if it's a right time for you to buy. Look, absolutely. And I have seen this over the years where people just hold back, sometimes out of fear, sometimes out of, you know, you're not quite sure what to do. And therefore, you just procrastinate and put things off. In fact, I think when it comes to money, procrastination is one of the great problems that many of us have. Uh, And of course, when you do rent, most people that rent don't necessarily save a lot as well. So I think part of the solution here is, yes, you need to act with courage ultimately and and step out. But I think part of it is building up a sort of a bit of a small team of people who can help you and and well advise you. So one may be a good quality accountant, um, particularly if you're going to buy it for investment purposes. Uh, Also, uh, you know, talking to people, you know, you mentioned people at church and so forth, people who have treaded that path before. A good mortgage broker that act is willing to act in your interest. And this is where you have to be careful because mortgage brokers make money out of the size of the loan. So they'll often push people into borrowing more than they should. But there are many good ones as well. Uh, I encourage people also to use buyer's agents because that takes a lot of the emotion out of it. You can have them help you find a place, you help them negotiate on a place for you, and also get something that will be a good investment as opposed to just a lifestyle asset. Um, So yeah, get advice. You know, the Bible says, as you said, Neil, a moment ago, seek the advice from many counsellors. And I think that's uh, very uh, sage advice. so yes, there's some important things there. The other thing is to consider alternatives. So I often say to people, rather than uh, moving out of where you currently rent, there's lots of things about renting. You might live in a, a great area that you love where your kids go to school, etc. What may be a good alternative for some people is to buy an investment property instead where somebody else is paying off the mortgage for you. Uh, and that way you don't have to really worry about the mortgage because the rent is covering it. 
Now, there are some, there's a bit more detail to that, but the point being is you don't always have to uh, own the house you live in. You can also buy a property and have it rented out as, as an investment and someone else is paying it off over the course of your working life as well. So there's other ways of doing it rather than just a purely rent buy uh, decision. Well, an important topic to be addressing today, Alex, and uh, so much more could be said, uh, so many more questions could be asked. Uh, let me connect people with you. Uh, your website's wealthwithpurpose.com. Uh, there is also those free ebooks, the My Toolkit. There's free videos. There's podcast content. Uh, biblical wisdom on handling your finances. You can also follow Alex on Facebook or on Twitter. There is also an email address for this particular segment each week. Ask Alex at wealthwithpurpose.com. And uh, Alex, just great getting your insights once again. Thanks so much for being with us on 2020. My pleasure, Neil. Great to be with you again. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.